0: It's time to wake up, shake up, and thrive because people over 50 are washed up past it and done. Now, you should also pay attention because what's happening is going to happen to you, uh, given that the alternative to getting older is a bit more dramatic. Let's find out what Ellen Kocher and Dominique Ben Damu have to say about Wusuit. Hello, and welcome to the Practical Leadership Podcast where I interview great leaders and try to extract their wisdom and experience for you to learn from and hopefully avoid making their mistakes. Check out practical-leadership.academy because you want to help your new managers succeed with hybrid or remote working. Ellen Kosher, Dominique Bendao,
1: hello! How are they, Dominique? Hello, lovely hello. to see you.
0: Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, so am
1: so happy to
0: be here. i have been looking chocolate. forward to this. <laughs> I have so been looking forward to this conversation. When we had our brief chats. Uh, the run-up to this and feeling slightly on the edge of decrepitude you inspired me so much you really made me think differently um (laughs) and as you were just describing when we were talking before my goodness the five generational workforce people with experience i aim this podcast at folk who are a wee bit younger because you're going to get old too dominique uh ellen would you be so kind as to introduce yourselves a little bit Sure.
2: so um swiss Hundred percent. Been thirty years in corporate human resource function across the world. I've lived and worked in the U.S. and Eastern Europe, in Africa. Created my first business when I was twenty-five in Mauritius, and went on and assumed big roles. My last corporate roles was the global head of HR for a ninety-five thousand employees company. So ninety-five thousand good reasons to wake up in the morning and be full of energy and to be tired at the end of the day. And a few years ago, I thought that life could offer me something more. And that's how I jumped out of the corporate world without having anything and created a few months later, the current company where I work, um, which I founded, which is called Point North International. What we do is we guide and support executives and companies to change their perspective when they're lost, hence Point North um, and give them a better reason to restart a professional life that makes sense for individuals and for companies to shift their the way they manage their most important assets, which is the beauty, the motivation, the personalities, the skills, the experience, the craft of their people. So I'm helping them, finding their new north, uh, which is today a must-have, otherwise they won't survive. And I'm passionate about helping people find out about their true potential and not give up whatever age, whatever situation, and companies to see the light after so many decades of doing the wrong things. Um, and I love that. And a few years ago, I met with the lady on my in my site. Um, and we thought that it could be even more fun doing something together. And that's mm-hmm. how we created the company that we have together. So each of us have her own company. And we do have a third one together. um, And we're having a lot of fun. Certainly are. We certainly are.
1: And uh, I am also Swiss, actually. So I'm Ellen. That was Dominique speaking. I'm Ellen. And I'm also Swiss, but I'm Swiss by marriage. I've been in Switzerland nearly 40 years. I came post-grad after having fallen in love with Rome and Italy and Mediterranean food and languages. And my background was in finance. I worked for 10 years in management consulting. And before we coming partner in at the time which you remember Paul the Big 8 firms and one of the Big 8 firms I was pregnant had my babies and I decided to I chose to take care of the kids rather than go on to become a partner and after three children and the new home young life maybe 4 years I decided to change my own personal lifestyle And that began the second part of my career and my journey um, as a health and wellness coach. So I pursued my training as a health and wellness coach and an expert in workplace well-being. So I did that for an outside company for 10 years. And when I was 51, created my own company. And about five years into that company, which is called Wealthness, Wealth Plus Health, about five years into that company, I met Dominique. And together, we were both starting to focus our work on the older generation the 50 plus i think older today is going to be more like 80 plus but anyway the older generation this sort of 50 plus generations and we created together wuzut which you just learned paul can we test you, you what can. does wuzut mean what does wuzut mean paul
0: it means to wake up to shake up and to thrive
1: yes Yay! that's it that's wake it up,
0: thrive i absolutely love that i love it and I want you to take me through it, but we'll get there. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. Thank you, thank you, Ellen. Thank you, Dominique. Thank you for sharing. So your your backgrounds fairly comprehensive, traditional-ish, but not uh, right up to the point where you decided to do something different. You know, and I think Ellen, when you said it there, you decided that you wanted to step into, not away from. Because my, my wife did something very similar. She decided, we decided, that she wanted to step into uh, the role of, she considers it the best thing she's done, which is raise our children. She's done admirably so far, even though they can't be ratbags sometimes. Um, <laughs> it's not her fault, it's my fault. The rat bagginess is mine, you know, all the, all the joy and the glory is hers. And... Um, I I think I don't want to preempt anything but I think this is going to be a very special conversation for the people listening here in that nobody talk about Mm. nobody talks about old and we're not even that old frankly when you said you did this when you were 51 and you just announced you'd had a birthday there I'm not going to ask you because that's rude nobody ever does that but my goodness if you are joining us on YouTube you know exactly what I'm talking about Ellen Right? I just turned 61 by the way (gasps)
1: I just was supposed months, to share that. My goodness, I'm very proud to share that with no oh, problem whatsoever. And I'm being mentored currently. It's one of our feature moms mm-hmm. next month. My mentor coach is 79 years old, and she has said to us, "You will hear it on yes. her interview." I will never retire. She has never made more money, impacted more people than at age 79. And I agree with you. And I want to. I want to just touch on something you said earlier, Paul, when you were addressing your listeners and you said, you know, we don't usually address this older audience. You said, you said to them, you said, but you're all going to get old. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really, I just want to tap into that because every single human being will grow old. Every single human being. No choice. We have a pretext where we say, We don't want them to get old. So, getting old is grumpy and fuddy-duddy and unhappy, not thriving. We're growing old, stepping into the role, isn't it, Paul? It's Mm -hmm. just what you said. It's going into something positive when we see retirees rather than getting that freedom from work. They have the freedom to work and do what they want and explore and advance. So that mindset, I, I
2: when you when you said that to people, I think. It's it, it's it's a conversation. This is the wake up. It's, this is the wake up, it, and it's really mm, it's really why people don't talk about it because there's a lot of preconceived ideas about being old or or getting old, and nobody wants that. Mm. However, the the notion of Reaching that point where you're considered old or you consider yourself old, um, that is totally different meaning and totally different perspective. And this morning I was coaching a client who's looking for a new career and he's 61 and he's looking for a new job at 61 year old and he's expecting him to grow in his career for at least until he's 80 at least even wow. even further so it's more like starting a new phase of life than reaching an end of something mm-hmm. so it's more starting into rather than ending mm-hmm. something people don't like ending (laughs) they like starting. Recently, I read something. I don't remember if it was McKinsey
1: or or who wrote, but it's if we consider the post-retirement phase, a career phase, we think of it differently. You think of it as a career phase. You've got the beginning of your career, the middle of your career, the end of a certain job, but then the beginning of a next career. If you think of it as a career phase, we just might conceptually do something different with it.
0: Career phase rather than a life phase, because retirement is well that's it. it's all over all the important stuff is done oh, yeah. because right? I think we, we we do tend to conceptualize that work is the only important thing you've got right right and not getting old aging but not getting old mm-hmm. well actually what's the alternative you know mm-hmm. happy birthday well what's the alternative yeah but- where do you... all right wuzut wrap in Wuzoot here mm-hmm. how are you helping people who are finding themselves in organizations where People are jumping about 18 months at a time 18 month rules in their 20s and 30s. These are the people who are prized, but they're frankly useless. No, that's cruel. It's not correct. Mm -hmm. The people who are younger take longer, I think, to get the grips with things because of the lack of experience, both in the the, the subject matter and in the people around them Mm -hmm. Um, skills, specific skills, I think, are inherently more transferable. I think it's the people skills, the emotional skills, those things that we, we accumulate as, as we age. And finally, I've never felt more intellectually capable. I've never, mm-hmm. never felt smarter. I had a lot of intellectual energy, physical energy. I go to the gym and try that, but intellectual energy is a different thing. How do you, for these people who, do, who are happy ageing but not wanting to be old, help them to wake up, to shake up, to thrive in a workplace? Mm-hmm where there are so many different generations.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why don't I start? You can pick up. Yes. I think it would be interesting to frame it. We we have sort of three scenarios in the workplace. Let's talk about the workplace because yeah. the workplace covers groups and individuals. It covers the approach of the employer and the employee. So it's let's talk about that. And that's what we do most, honestly. Yeah. There are three scenarios. One scenario is the sort of 50 plus generation within the workplace that have the itch, Paul. They want to do something different. They're not quite sure what. They might be asking themselves questions about is this job aligned with what I want to do and be, et cetera, et cetera. Do I even have time? I might be a sandwich generation and I I I want to work part-time. So something's a bit off and we need to like rekindle something going on in their job. But they're going to stay where they're at. The second scenario, and then I'll let you pick up after I've given the three mm-hmm. scenarios. I think that'll be a good, uh, a good way to compile it. The second scenario that we manage and Dominique will tell you how we manage it is those 50 plus employees that unfortunately the employer needs to get rid of for whatever reason. And there are certainly good reasons. Now I would. Put a little parentheses around that. Sometimes maybe they're not well thought out. We will agree with you on the emotional, intellectual capacity of the older generation. But it can also happen that we need to clean house a bit and get rid of some people. That is a generation we do a lot of outplacement work. We help those people in the next step of their life outside of their current job. And the third scenario, and we're about one third, one third in terms of the work we do in the workplace. The third scenario is preparing employees for retirement. And that tends to be more the 60, 65-year-olds, 67-year-olds. They're going to be leaving perhaps a corporate life of 35, 45 years, and now they need to reinvent something. And those are the three scenarios that we really work mostly around. Mm-hmm.
2: Would you like to explain how we do it? Yep. Yeah. So if we take the first category of people, those who they're not unhappy, they're not bad enough, or it, it just doesn't work the way it used to Um, but they don't know where to start they don't know whether it's just them or somebody else so it's a lot about putting them together with similar people in the same organization but potentially or across organizations but helping them clarifying what their true brand at work is and getting the nuggets of everything that they find normal because it's been part of their life so it's The skills, the the talents, the strengths that they have for them doesn't look any different from other. So it's to raise that awareness and to help them talk about it, branding into something that makes sense for the organization, and also learn how to network within the organization and do that in an authentic way so that they can really associate their background their skills, their talents, their strengths with adding value to the organization. It's also to raise their curiosity of what's going on Mm -hmm. in the organization, because very often they've been siloed Mm -hmm. in a department. And what we've also noticed,
1: we've got quite a few situations where we've learned in the company, as a 50, we don't train anybody anymore. There's kind of like already on the way out. They don't reskill them as of 50. And we're so surprised to hear that. So we kind of nudge the employers to reskill them. They've got another 15 to 20 years of valid, available, motivated, as you said, emotionally stable years to be productive and we've noticed so that's one of the things that we nudge on the employer side in that situation
2: of the yeah adding value mm-hmm. adding value course, to the organization yeah. and, and and valuing themselves too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there's no way an organization will recognize the value if you don't think yourself that you can bring value i think
0: the okay you've, you've touched on two uh, two aspects two and a half aspects of this one it's what the employer, the individual themselves can do, which you could call personal branding. Mm-hmm. I'm not, not a fan of the term, but it's the mm-hmm. idea yeah. of personal branding. And then I think importantly, vitally, it's from the employer's point of view. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you're sowing your most fertile seeds on the ground, if the ground itself is sterile and barren, it will you're not right. grow. Or it will grow with right. the shoots will be pulled out in your hand and the soul you know i'm trying to paraphrase matthew i think something like that good job really badly um sorry but you mentioned something there dominique when you said that the personal branding is not just to make yourself uh more known but to make yourself to motivate yourself as an individual and make yourself aware of the possibility yes it's not just look at me, here I am. There's an aspect of what is out there for me to do?
1: Yes, and pragmatically, this is, do you want to explain, like understanding our strengths to get really pragmatic. We look at what are their values? What are their strengths? What are their competencies? When's the last time you did a personal strengths assessment? I'm just asking you, Paul, who had just had a birthday.
0: Ah, me, uh, about uh, eight months ago. About eight months
1: ago, so it was eight pretty recent.
0: Years. Yeah, I do, the, I do that big, things, I do that sort of stuff a lot.
1: But that's great, active. most people don't. Most people do intentional, it at yeah. the beginning of their careers,
2: but then they just kind of let it go. But our strengths change throughout a lifetime. You, you know, I, I, and and I agree with you. The word branding or marketing is very often not well used or badly understood. But yeah. when you think about value and impact, which as as we as we grow older, we see people that are more and more motivated and enthusiastic about making an impact. So when you do the translation between this is where I'm strong at, this is what motivates me, this is my background, this is my experience. How can that help my department, my organization, my clients? Sometimes a lot of people say, well, this is where I'm good at. And I ask them, so what? How do you transfer what you know, what you're good at into value? How is that going to help the organization, the department, the clients? the, you know, I'm good at so that you get this, the so that is very often missing. They say, I'm good at that. And help yourself, find out by yourself what how it can help you. And this is what I call branding and marketing is explaining your audience, the person you're talking to, or the people you're talking to. This is what I'm good at. And this is how it's going to be helpful to you Makes a huge difference. And and people, general saboteurs, think, well, I'm going to be ar- arrogant or whatever. And I don't want to be branding myself. I don't. I'm not good at selling myself. We're not here into selling. We're here into value, adding value for a purpose. And that's totally different.
0: There is, I think the whole idea of branding, marketing, selling, and people not liking these ideas is simply because they don't understand them or they've been exposed to them poorly. Because for me, as a, with a commercial, strong commercial background, marketing sucks unless it gives me something I can make money out of. Marketing for, oh, look, a branded pen. There is value in that, but you've got to quantify it and it's got to be an outcome. What's the impact of the mm-hmm. aforementioned branded pen? Oh, I don't like networking. Well, fair enough if you don't like networking, but why are you doing it? What are you hoping to get out of it? You're hoping to give mm-hmm. network. That's you right. big, you share and in return, the universe is beneficent and it will give you something in return in the full course of whatever. When you're selling something, you're not saying, you don't need it, but I'm going to make you buy it anyway. Well, no, I'm going to create impact in your life and that's yeah. going to make you want what I've got more. That you'll, right. get, you'll come back. If I can demonstrate recurring impact, you're going to give me recurring usage, revenue, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. So this this concept of rebranding, rebranding.
2: Yes, that's
0: mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's quite powerful. Talking about it from the concept of value and impact, I think makes it very much much more tangible to people.
2: Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and that's much more positive as well. We're not mm-hmm. talking about one taking from somebody else; we're one giving and sharing and building together. And that's totally different. Create mm-hmm.
0: the pie, make the pie bigger.
2: And actually, as I think of it, Dominique, the way you've put it, um, this rebranding now that
1: we've called it that this rebranding, it's the same in those three scenarios we've laid out. Whether it's the scenario of someone rebranding within the company, rebranding outside because they're going to a new employer, or rebranding a retired me, Mm. right? Because how many people, I have a neighbor that just retired and he's gone to become an oenologist, a wine specialist at age 65, and he's going to spend five years studying oenology. He's not planning to work in a restaurant.
2: He's passionate about it. He loves what he's doing. That's his new branding. I love that. The difference between the, the, the three groups of people that we mentioned before, when you're laid out, laid off, laid, laid, off. laid mm-hmm. off, sorry. My English is, is getting mm-hmm. um and, and you're losing your job at a certain age, which is over 50 or mm-hmm. close to. The perception uh, that when comes an age, you're done. And there's no way it's impossible that you're going to find a new job and nobody will want you ever. So the work that we do here is much more on the emotional um, dimension Mm -hmm. and so that we can bring people back up to have self-esteem, but also to get away from the anger, frustration, fear, uh, fear, doubts, emotions that you don't belong to anything because you've lost your job. If you work for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, 25 years, somewhere, and all of a sudden you don't have a job, for a lot of people, it means you have no identity any longer. And that's Mm -hmm. very, very important. It's destabilizing. Mm -hmm. It's totally devastating for some people because they don't have a label. And when people say, oh, so who are you? said, Well, I'm nobody because I can't say I'm VP, I'm accountant, I'm whatever. Uh, they don't have a label any longer. So we work a lot on self-consciousness, on emotions, so that they can restart from a base of, it's not because I've lost my job, which is a temporary phase in my life, that I cannot mm-hmm. start a new phase, but remain the same human being, but it was a different work. Mm-hmm. That's not the end of the world, but mm-hmm. it's a lot of perception. And society there is very cruel because, uh, you know, 50 is even not the, the the question any longer. It's when you're 40, 45, you're done. Come on. It, you've got 60 years to go, 50 years to go, and you're done. It can't be mm-hmm. done. Um, but there's a lot of, of bias in In society, that doesn't help people to understand that it's not because you've reached a certain age that you're done and that life doesn't define itself only by the job and the title. Do you know,
0: I think like many things in life, what we're talking about here is not necessarily only applicable to the over 50. No, no, no. You go to a hotel and you find they have these wonderful handles helping you in and out of the shower. It's not designed for me. It's designed for somebody who has mobility issues. But I tell you this much, I use them. We use them. Right. It's really well put. Yeah, Yeah, You've got the ramp going Mm -hmm. around the side that's there for wheelchairs. I use it sometimes because I'm pulling or carrying or carrying kids or whatever it is. It's there. You use Mm -hmm. the things that, that that make the most sense. And the ideas here that we're talking about this. You've got an itch for something new. Mm -hmm. If you're 50 plus, you should talk to Ellen and Dominique. If you're not, you should be paying attention to what else is going on in your organization. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's networking. If you are afraid that you're going to lose your job, or you even, even if you're not, you need to make sure that you've got a life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You You know that. that, Who are you? I'm a dad. I'm a car lover. I exactly. like this, I think, oh, and I, I do a jobby thing that gets me money and I pay the house.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, this is one of the reasons that our approach is holistic. Yeah. We look at five dimensions of well-being: physical, emotional, spiritual, financial, and intellectual, which is basically brain health. How do we keep our brain alive? And we recently did a session on positive aging with a doctor of posit- positive aging, actually. And it was for every age. And when we do awareness sessions in the workplace, we invite every age the awareness session, because all of these considerations, physical, emotional, spiritual, which is our personal alignment, financial, you cannot plan too early any of these. And all of them start very early. One of the biggest messages that we give in the financial dimension, I'll share a tip here, is to speak about money. If we can start speaking out loud about money at 25 and 30 And not hiding from kids, parents, spouses, friends, not sharing this communication. Boy, is it easier when we get older. It's much easier. So all of these, all of our dimensions of well-being are relevant for every age. Definitely.
2: There's something, though, different because here we've been talking about the impact it has on individuals, but the, a lot of work that we do with companies is to have them realize that they can't afford to fire the people who have the experience at whatever age. But even if we look at demographics, the truth is, the fact is, the data is that we, the the, the people in, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, is getting older So if we keep letting go people who have the experience, the background, the maturity, the network, who have contact with clients, if we say goodbye because you're too old, you're too or not enough or whatever, we're going to lack resources to actually do the work of a company. And we start seeing now something that we haven't seen before is that companies are closing doors, not because they lack clients. Not because they like finances, but because they like competent people, Mm -hmm. which they can't find any longer because they haven't switched into we may need to call back people who have the experience, are hardworking, are loyal, they're mature, they know how to do stuff, and... It's not because they're 50 and they're willing and they may even need to work or need to work. And companies will not have the luxury to do without Mm -hmm. them. So they better know how to manage that Mm -hmm. older generation because they will become more and more the employees Mm -hmm. or the consultants or the people who will do the work so that the company can survive. And that's a that's a truth. It's it's a fact. It's not being nice with people is to be intelligent in terms of business Mm -hmm. savviness and strategically think about how are we going to serve our clients Mm -hmm. if we don't have internally the skills, the competence, the the experience, Mm -hmm. the maturity, the backgrounds of all generations and predominantly from the older generations. Mm -hmm. And, And a lot of companies have not yet Woken up, Woken up <laughs> to the reality that whether we like it or not, unless we start making a lot of babies everywhere, which is not the trend that we see worldwide, there are chances that we're not going to have enough people to deliver Maybe. the job. And the there's a very clear statistic from Deloitte. And this statistic is a Swiss statistic.
1: So it's based on a population of nearly 9 million. And the statistics came out last year. If all retirees retire as expected at 65, by 2030, we will need to import 300,000 workers out of 9 million. So Import it extra to make up for the younger generation that is not as large as the older skilled generation we will not have the people we need even though we have an incredible amount of immigration that statistic came out last year and that statistic can be it can be copy pasted with that ratio in all of the uk in all of europe and in the united states and most of asia actually and brazil the same trend, yeah. same, same, trend. Same, South for America, brazil, same thing
2: same for large com- large countries mm-hmm. like like Germany, like the U.S., even China, Japan as well. Um, so it's it becomes not only a social realization or, or it's an enlightened up, self-interest. Yeah. It's an economical um, yeah. re- reality.
0: I think there is a globally underestimated demographic disaster happening yeah. all around, all around us. There are very few countries that are growing outside of uh, Africa and certain parts of Southeast Asia. Very few, very few. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, Um, and that's the trend. And uh, the the whole idea this this Malthusian nonsense that we get caught up in over decades, I think is is just gibberish, frankly. It's it's statistically illiterate gibberish. Um, And the fact that we're not making best use of the resources we have available, the resources that are human, that are available to us, is criminal. So it's delightful that you've got some scenarios. Right, we did the first two. People who've got an itch to scratch should go out. Mm -hmm. Find out what's there and show what they've got. People who need to who are on the verge of being gotten rid of or being mm-hmm. placed out need to make sure that they've got a life outside of work. So exactly. they can identify themselves as something other than the linesman of the day, the VP of whatever it is. And that's a good, it's a good point, actually, that not everybody is an office worker. The skills Absolutely. that are declining dramatically are some of the things that are hard to do.
1: Yeah. And work. and not and in fact, that's it. one of the reasons that some people over 50 want to shift in their job because they physically can't do it anymore, like in a hospital or something. But they could do a million other jobs in that hospital. They maybe can't carry the, the stretchers anymore, but they would love to stay and do a million other things.
2: So we need to think about that out of the box, as we say. Out, out of the box. Exactly. The the exactly.
0: What's the last one? The last of the three scenarios, preparing people for retirement then? Mm -hmm. How how do you help with that mindset that
2: it is as you said it's a shift of mindset because for many people when they retire it's about hobbies gardening cooking watching tv traveling and so on but there's so much more today and the notion of retirement the the definition has totally changed so um what we see in in many countries in europe at least is that retirement is like the you know, the growl to reach when you've worked hard for 30 years, 40 years, and so on. But today, the definition of, re- of retirement is totally different. So we help people manage that balance or identify how much they want to spend on leisure, on visiting, on traveling, on whatever makes them happy, but also something that prepare or gives them the focus on what is the legacy that they want to leave mm-hmm. behind, mm-hmm in terms of impact, in terms of making a difference. And sometimes it turns into, I don't know, running an association or transferring their experience to other people, teaching or doing something that they've ever wanted but never had the time, like writing a book on their experience. So there's a lot of things that they can do beyond the, the normal hobbies, and to transform the last phase or the next phase of their life into something that is more um, holistic, is modern, and speaks to the world of today, and not only to what retirement used to be when their parents retired.
1: One of the things that we, we often comes up and that we coach around a lot is entrepreneurship, because we are both entrepreneurs that created our business Beyond 50. We recently published an article we can give you the link to. Entrepreneurs and startups over 50 are three times more success, three times or five times? Five times. Five times more successful than the 20-something entrepreneurs. And it comes from everything you've brought up too, Paul. They usually have a little bit of money. They have a huge network, an enormous amount of experience. At 50, they can choose what they do well and they can apply it. And these are all the things, and they, they tend to be willing to take more risks as well yeah. than they're done
2: at. So that makes for the perfect entrepreneur. And they've they've got one more thing, which is they have much more resilience because they've been through mm-hmm. tough times. Ups and downs. And when yep. you're an entrepreneur, it's not a, a gentle cruise; it's an up and down roller coaster all the time. And and we're much more trained on that.
0: Mm-hmm. I like that. I would love. I mean, I will absolutely get that link from you and share it in the in the description of the, the, the session. With
1: pleasure, yeah, with discussion.
0: pleasure. We've been all over the place, but I think we've been fairly <laughs> focused on the goodness, apart from the last piece, which is the the entrepreneurialism. And even that, frankly, people who are not quite over 50 are allowed to be entrepreneurs these days, even though they might not exactly. be as successful as the rest of us. You
1: That's know, when it, sometimes what happens when we share that statistic is the 40-somethings go, I can still do it. And then they jump into it at no. 48, 49, 50, because they're already thinking, ah, I'm already whatever I am doing. It's because they're all and 20. Like too, I'm like too old, right? And it's yeah. like, no, you're really not. Again, and the I'll VCs love
0: it. it. The VCs, absolutely. I mean, I've done some work with venture capitalists and private equity. They love Oh, absolutely. This. It's like, oh, you used to be Do the, it. Yeah. 15 times before. Yeah. You know how to read up here yeah oh. <laughs> exactly. of course of course yeah yeah, yeah. nothing to teach me <laughs> um as, as we have to wrap up uh, we have to bring this is one of the worst thing about podcasting is stopping right as right we have to wrap up um, what are you working on how do you help people let's be really concrete here how can people find you what is it you're doing?
1: I'll go there. Okay. We have number one, we have a book that we've written in both English and French. It was written in English and then we had it translated into French. Wake Up, Shake Up, Thrive, How to Lift Up Your Life in Your Fifties and Beyond. And we delve into Swiss secrets for not getting old. We're all gonna grow old, aren't we? So there's our book. You can download the two
2: chapters of our book from our website, wakeup And if I may just add at the end of the book, there is a thrive guide. So people can start working on their own on how to thrive after the age of 50, uh, at least to get started.
1: Yes, because we don't like to work like helicopters, where we come in and we make a big mess and we fly away. We actually want to leave people with practical tips to move on with and to get forward with. The book focuses on the five dimensions of well-being. On our website, there's also a resource hub where people will find some fun little checklists and little tests they can do, whether they are an employer that wants to check in with where they're at with their aging demographic and might be interested in doing an assessment with us to see where they're at. They can do a pre-assessment on our website or an individual can do a pre-assessment in their five dimensions of well-being to kind of get a flavor for where they might be at.
2: And all that is absolutely available on our website. Mm -hmm. There's tons of resources on the Mm -hmm, website. mm
0: -hmm. Lots of writing, lots of
2: blogs. Mm
0: -hmm. All the links will be in the description of this. uh, We'll we'll make sure that everything's there. And lastly, talk to me very quickly about mums over 50. What's this?
2: Go for it. (laughs) So as we are approaching May, the month of May is the month when we celebrate moms and that's the case not only in switzerland but over almost 60 countries 60 yeah. countries mm-hmm. in the world so it's it's we are going to celebrate moms by interviewing four great moms who are also successful professional uh, either entrepreneurs or corporate people um from all over the world from all over the world from the u.s to europe to middle east um, and we are interviewing them during half an hour, 40 minutes, something like that. We're going to post the interviews, mm-hmm. uh, was useful links on social media. So if you want to follow us on LinkedIn, either Ellen or myself, or wake up, shake up, thrive on LinkedIn, that's where you're going to find it. Um, we're going to share it as well on our website, but we wanted to recognize that women's moms have done a fabulous job being both a mom and being active in the workplace. Over 50. Over 50. Okay. Um, and um, you'll love them. They're, yeah, they're and we'll be publishing nuggets. We'll be publishing nuggets on
1: our blog. We'll be sending out emails and newsletters. And we want to really highlight these ladies. Yeah, they deserve excited, it. Excited. excited.
0: Marvelous, marvelous. Ellen Kosher, Dominique Vindal, thank you very much indeed for joining me.
1: Thank we you. would like to say one last thing. This is our motto. You ready? Yeah. Don't
2: grow old waiting.
0: That's a wrap. Thank you for joining me today. Your homework is to leave your five-star review. And please, any comments you have, you really help me to improve every day. And it also helps people to discover me online. You should check out practical-leadership.academy because you want to help your new managers succeed with hybrid or remote working.